Okay, well, if you have your handout, um, Lesson 10, Enemies uh, of, of the Church. I could hardly see him if it wasn't for the hat. He's got that gray camouflage on. He's blended in with them all. <clears throat> Smiling mom. Holding the little man. Alright, question number one. You know, everything has some type of natural enemy. And uh, maybe not even natural. But, but different enemies. And... Uh, we have a list of some here. So a mouse, its enemy would be? Cat. Cat. A tree? Chainsaw. There you go. I, I put man. Man, chopping them down. What else can be an enemy of trees? Uh, fire. Fire's out west. Uh, somebody said bugs, insects, and so forth. I know um, up at the state park, up at Laurel Hole State Park, they say bring no other wood because there's certain bugs or woolly worms or something that can be on them, and you take them up there, then they get in the forest up there, and uh, they kill the other uh, trees and so forth that are there. So insects, again, can kill and do a lot of damage. There was another one. Lightning, yes, lightning. And what with lightning? Storms, wind, tornadoes. We uh, Every time a strong storm comes through, what do they always show on the news? Oh, I thought a tornado was coming and the wind came and uprooted this and threw it on my car or crushed my, my shed or whatever. So trees, they have a lot of uh, things that go after them. How about an ant? My foot. A what? My foot. Yeah. Kelly said her foot. <laughs> I didn't write that one down. I, what, what, what do you think of in nature? Aardvart. an anteater. That was the first one I thought of. I thought, oh, well, they have a natural enemy. The aardvarts walk around and suck up all the ants. What else? Chemicals. Rain. Insects. Um, sprays what is it magnifying glass, magnifying glass. <laughs> you were a sick little kid weren't you Tony <laughs> let's burn these ants all right what else can be a, an insect to, or I mean a um, problem for the for the ants spiders they get caught in their nests termites eat them I can't hear him. They have territory wars Huh. Didn't know that. <laughs> Dwayne was watching the, the uh, Discovery Channel or Nature, Natural Channel or whatever he called it. And uh, termites and ants uh, have territorial wars. Didn't know that. Uh, one I put, another one I put down was birds. 
don't birds grab little insects and bugs and and eat them i don't know if i'd want to eat a ant but i guess some like them with chocolate on them <laughs> okay how about a house okay I, I heard natural disasters i heard wind can do damage termites termites do a lot of damage to houses uh what else wind if you're in a floodplain, boy it can really do a lot of damage what else thieves the house just getting old and falling apart deteriorating okay <laughs> sean's kids damage his house so he's always repairing it jim oh I, th I thought i saw you put your hand up asbestos does it damage the house damages us right breathing it in um i put fire you know if you have a, a fire it'll it'll burn your house down and then i put lightning houses there, there were some churches in one of the last storms that hit there were a couple of them <coughs> lightning hit them during their services and blew holes in the ceiling and everything uh if, again if you're around the ocean hurricanes flood waters and all that do a lot of damage to houses each year during the hurricane season which is coming upon us and again just strong storms can do a lot of damage how about the body infections diseases old age the sun accidents any others those were all ones that i had my wife said death. Yeah, I guess that was the old age one, right? But um, if you die, your body is going in a hole in the ground, right? Six feet under or you're getting cremated. So uh, that happens. Those are some various things that lesson writer had and I think we answered them all fully but that shows us that probably everything out there has some type of enemy something that's going to cause destruction to it rust disease and so on and so forth question number two Satan is the instigating force behind every foe the church faces. Satan is behind everything. Hmm. They want us here in this gap to list the names of Satan, figures of Satan. Okay, something that Bible says something and then you're like oh, okay talking about the devil here and um, we can point out uh, why he is our enemy and they want us to put down scriptural references 
So I'm going to give you a minute or two, see if you can think of a few real quick, maybe get into your um, concordance in your Bible or the index back in the back or something, and see if you can uh, come up with a couple names, a couple scriptures, and show why they are enemies uh, to the church. So let me give you a couple minutes, and uh, in a couple minutes then we'll go. I have... Um, 10 that I have listed, and I could have put a lot more than that, but I, I won't talk for a couple minutes. I'll let you see if you can find a few. I'll give you one more minute. Come up with different names for Satan, figures. Point out with those figures or names why he's our enemy from what they tell us. And then give a reference. Give us a scriptural reference for that, for that point. I see a couple of you still looking and flipping. Don't stop. Okay. <clears throat> Anybody have one for me? Jeff. Uh, 1 Peter 5 8. Be sober, be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may 
Okay, so he's called, I, I use the word Satan here in the question, but what other name do they give him? Devil. Devil. And then what do they say, the figure? Lion. A lion. What's a lion do? Eats people. Eats animals. Chases them down. And uh, when do they say that a lion roars? When it's going to jump on you. When it's going to jump on you. Why? <laughs> Because it's going to jump on you, but what happens when you hear that noise? It causes you to stop, and you're looking around like, where's the lion? Where's this coming from? And those couple seconds lets it get a little bit closer to you. And by the time you decide to run or try to pull your gun out or your hatchet or whatever you have, if you're out in the wild, he's going to be on you, and you're not going to be able to outrun him. So <laughs> not good. So lion, good one. And uh, we see that this word devil was also used there. 1 Peter 5, 8 through 9. So some of you may have that. If not, you can write that down. How about another one? Serpent. Serpent. Okay. So where do you... Genesis 31. Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals of the word of God. He said to the woman, God really did say you may not eat of this fruit and run you through the garden. And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat of every fruit except you may not eat of the fruit of the tree which is in the middle of the garden. Okay, so we see the serpents there and tempting Eve. And um, there in Genesis 3, I'm trying to flip back there. Um, she read 1 through, was it what, 5 or 6? 3. Okay, one through three, but you could go a little further there. And then when the punishment or the curse is given on them in verse 13, we see verse 13 through 15 says, Then the Lord God said to the woman, What is this you have done? And the woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. The Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, cursed are you more than all the cattle and more than every beast of the field on your belly you will go and dust you will eat all the days of your life so we see here in these verses where um, the serpent is mentioned now is there any place else where the serpent is mentioned yes revelation Yes, Revelation chapter 12. Thank you, Josh. I keep dropping that for some reason. Revelation 12, trying to get there. Twelve nine. Here's another figure. And the great dragon. Hmm. In Genesis, he's a serpent. Now he's a great red dragon, right? He was thrown down. The serpent of old. 
So that serpent of old that was in the Garden of Eden tempting Eve and, and Adam, now he's here in Revelation and who's he tempting? The church. The churches. Okay? Of old. And he's called both names here. Devil and Satan. Who deceives. He is a deceiver. Another name. The whole world. He was thrown down to the earth and his angels were thrown down with him so we got serpent here mentioned again we got now this dragon and uh, we're going to look at a couple other verses in a moment and uh, we also have this term uh, deceiver that is used. So you can put that down as another name. And when you think of him as a deceiver, isn't that what he did with Eve? He deceived her, he tricked her, lied to her, right? Okay. Um, <coughs> Revelation 20, verse 2. Revelation 20, verse 2. It says, And he laid hold of the dragon the serpent of old, who is the devil and Satan, bound him for a thousand years. So we see again all these terms and figures and everything are all being used for this individual um, who we're uh, designating as the instigating force and person or fallen angel or guardian cherubim or whatever um, he is from all the scriptures that are there, this guy is a bad guy. Notice over in 2 Corinthians 11, you can hold that in the Revelation if you can. We're going to be going back there. Second Corinthians 11, verse 3. Anybody have that one? Josh, you want to read that one? But I fear lest someone, or somehow, as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, so your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. Okay, so again, we see this term serpent. We see what his act, some of his activity is, what he did to Eve, and which he would also do to us. Okay, and that is uh, deceive us. He, he wants to trick us. And he wants to lead us away from the simplicity. The gospel, it, it's not some trick. It, it, it's a simple thing. God made it clear for us to be able to understand and to become a Christian and so forth. But he wants to confuse it and get it all muddied up and stirred up and um, just attack as many elements of Christianity and how to become a Christian and live a faithful life that he possibly can. So those are all uh, good scriptures to tell us who he is. The dragon, serpent, Satan, okay, that he is this um, deceiver. Any, any others with that? Is John 8, 44? 
Okay. You are of your father, the devil, and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, Okay, John eight forty four. Okay, I, I was uh, still back with the, the serpent, but, but that's okay. So we see here that um, he is what? Murderer. He's He's also the father of lies. He's a liar. And what did he do? It says he lied at the beginning. What do you mean the beginning? <laughs> lied to Eve. He outright lied. Thou shalt not die. Didn't he tell her that? You're not going to die. God doesn't want you doing this. Why? Because then you'll be like him. And look at what he's done and everything. You know, so he just tricks people and deceives them. And, and uh, again, we see two um, terms or figures that are given to him. That he is a, a murderer and a liar. Okay. Uh, those verses that we have there for serpent are good, but we, we didn't finish the dragon. Let's go back to Revelation 12 and look at what it says there in 7 through 9. I want to finish this one. Revelation 12. 7 through 9. Anyone like to read those? 7 through 9. Donna? Now war arose in heaven, Michael and his angels fighting against the dragon. And the dragon and his angels fought back, but he was defeated, and there was no longer any place for them in heaven. And the great dragon was thrown down, that ancient serpent, who is called the devil and Satan, the deceiver of the whole world, he was thrown down to earth and his angels were thrown down with him. Okay. Hmm. Some interesting things here, huh? First off, it says there was war in heaven. Now, when we think of heaven, what do we normally think of? What? What? Peace. Heaven? Peace? Okay. Um, do we think of heaven as our eternal home? Or would this heaven maybe just be space where all the planets and all those type of things are? That's interesting. I didn't study it, but as, as she was reading that, I thought, hey. So if, if this is God's celestial home and they were battling and fighting there and it said Michael, who is the archangel, had his armies, he had his angels with him, and we see now this great red dragon, serpent old, he's also a general, isn't he? And he has his fallen angels that have joined his rebellion with him. And they're fighting. Okay, now they lose, they get thrown down to the earth. They're here. Okay, now we know the scriptures say some are locked up and held for judgment and so on and so forth. But there's others that are still loose and, and evil spirits okay, that are out there uh, trying to do harm to us. Revelation, again, 20, verse 2. Uh, we read that one and um, flip back to that real quick. It says, 
And he laid hold of the dragon, the serpent of old, who is the devil and Satan, and bound him for a thousand years. Okay, so we see, have seen uh, his name is Satan, the devil. He's a murderer. He's a liar. He's a lion. He's a serpent. And he's a dragon. Okay, I want to mark these in my notes. Or handwritten scribbles okay what other names or terms do we have for him Sean okay term used uh, Lucifer is used back in is that Ezekiel or Isaiah Isaiah uh, 14 okay now I'm not sure if mine uses that yeah some let's go back to Isaiah 14 28. 1412, 1412, okay. Isaiah. Again, remember this is uh, Isaiah 14. Verse 12. This was a uh, taunt here. It's given about the, the king of Babylon, saying the king of Babylon's like this. But who, do, who is he describing? He's describing Satan, and he's saying that this king of Babylon uh, is like him. And um, verse 12 says, My mind uses the morning star. How you have fallen from heaven, O star of the morning, son of the dawn. You have been cut down to the earth. You who have weakened the nations. and uh, But you said in your heart, I will ascend to heaven, meaning he's going to ascend above God, his throne and so forth. I will raise my throne above the stars of God. I will sit on the amount of the assembly in the recesses of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will make myself like the most high. Nevertheless, you will be thrust down to shoal to the recesses of the pit. And he keeps going on there. So some translations use the word Lucifer there. So if you're watching a movie or something, they might say, oh, you're Lucifer. And, you know, um, that's a term or a name that's given to a kid. Does anybody know a Lucifer? Where their parents named their child Lucifer? I knew a kid who was named Anton after Anton LeVay, who wrote the Satanic Bible. Okay, yeah, so that's, that's, uh, he was a wild man, right? His brother's name was Bacardi Rum Klein. What is it? His brother's name was Bacardi Rum. Bacardi Rum. <laughs> okay. They were, uh, I, now I will not comment. <laughs> Oh my! Um, but yeah, those are those are some words. He is the uh, uh, what does he say here? The morning star of the morning. Okay, is a, is a term given to him. And uh, again, he's fallen from heaven. Uh, Lucifer. Okay, bad guy. Yes, Jeff. Just a question. Mm -hmm. If it happened once, could another angel? Go back. Have you ever read anything mm -hmm. like that? 
Like there could I, be another battle in heaven someday? Uh, I, I guess there, there could be, but what angel would want to do that knowing what's happened and transpired? You, you know what I mean? I think the ones that were inclined to follow Satan in his rebellion did. And I would think that those that are up there now with God and with Michael and you know with Jesus and, and so on and so forth, I think they, they want to stay on the team they're on because they're the winning team. For them, I, I don't know if one of the angels there would even be as powerful as Lucifer or Satan was. He, he was powerful. Um, you read the passage there in Ezekiel, I think it's Ezekiel 28, and it talks about him, how beautiful he was. and um, He was just uh, an angel of light and a trickster and uh, he was able to deceive those angels and let them think that they were strong enough that they were going to overthrow God and um, and Michael and the angels. But that's not going to happen. God's all powerful. God created them. God could just nuke them if He wanted to. Uh, but He let it play out, you know, where they're here. So I personally have not read a prophecy or anything like that. And I would think now, again, because of what we know, and the devil knows his time is short, if you read there in um, Revelation 12, him knowing that his time's short, the other angels know that. I would have to say, no, I'd have to be inclined. They wouldn't do that. Hopefully that answers, at least from my understanding of what I've read. Bill, I saw you have your hand. Yeah, um, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 14, it talks about yes. seeing Satan um, basically putting a costume on or dressing up as, masquerading as an angel of light. Yes, so he's a deceiver. He acts like an angel of light. So he could act like a preacher. He could maybe act like the Pope or somebody that's godly, but really be doing what? Deceiving people, getting them maybe close to salvation, I mean, making them feel good, but not giving them everything. Okay, and he also has angels, it says there, Bill, that uh, masquerade around too. They put their false faces on and they go out and try to deceive people and to trick people, and that's us. What's that? It sounds like Santa and his elves. Santa and his elves, yes. <laughs> or the Easter bunny. And uh, his little chicklets that run around and put all the eggs out in the field, right? Uh, doesn't make sense. No, no. Just just funny. Eggs and chicks. Yeah, the Easter bunny. <clears throat> okay. Others, other names. Dwayne. Uh, Luke 11, 15, Beelzebub, the Prince of Demons. Yes, Beelzebub, he's the Prince of Demons. Jesus was, uh, they accused him of being in, in league with Beelzebub. And he said, uh, a house divided can't stand, you know, because he was doing things that Beelzebub wouldn't do healing people and helping people. Uh, okay, others? 
Okay, Brianna. Uh, the of okay. Okay, Ephesians six twelve, uh, Prince of Darkness, or he's the uh, involved in darkness, and he's the prince of this world, and uh, uh, other names. He's called the God of this world. Second Corinthians four four. Okay, now who's God of the world? God is. But these are terms that, again, have been given to Satan because are most people godly and following God and a part of his family? No, more following the evil one, right? Okay. Others? Yeah, Prince of the Power of the Air. Ephesians 2 2, kind of like the God of this world, too, and Prince of Darkness. Anointed cherub. Okay, he's the anointed cherub. Is that the one there in Ezekiel 28? Which is the, what's the verse? 28 14. You want to read that, Josh? Isn't that where it also talks about him being in Eden and he has all these stones, and what that means is they're beautiful and shining and. You were the anointed cherub who covers. I establish you. You were the holy mountain of God. You walked back and forth in the midst of fiery stones. You were perfect in your ways from the day you were created until iniquity was found in you. By the abundance of your trade, you became filled with violence within, and you sinned. Therefore, I cast you as a profane thing out of the mountain of God, and I destroyed you, O covered cherub, in the midst of the fiery stones. Okay. So we see in verse 14, he's the anointed cherub who covers and um, that he was on the holy mountain of God. Uh, some, uh, I heard George teaching on this and said that this holy mount or assembly, this is where the powerful ones would have been. Uh, God the Father on his throne, Jesus. And uh, you would have probably had Lucifer there and Michael the archangel and Maybe Gabriel, the messenger angel. There were powerful angels and beings um, who, who were there. Uh, the, the four living creatures could have been there. Um, so they're there at this place. But again, you know, he got corrupted. He was blameless. He was made that way. He was innocent. But something, you know, kind of went to his head. And his head must have swelled up like a big old hot air balloon. And he thought, well, why should he be in charge? Right? We studied the other week about Moses and Miriam. And she said, well, hasn't God spoken to Aaron and to me too? Why should you be the one in charge? <laughs> you know, it's our turn. Step down. You know, it's almost like having a mutiny uh, on a ship. You know, they get the captain and his men that are loyal to him and kill them and throw them overboard. And then they take over and take, take uh, charge of the ship and the, and the boat. That's kind of like what Satan was trying to do. Uh, verse 16 again calls him the covering uh, cherub. And he's saying that he's destroyed him. He was in the midst of these stones of fire. And uh, it says, Your heart was lifted up because of your beauty, because he was so beautiful and, and uh, 
and so forth. Somehow his heart was lifted up. He got very arrogant, very proud-filled. Uh, all the other angels must have looked at him in a special way because of this splendor and wisdom and, and uh, so forth that he had. And again, he tried to use those things to his advantage. Okay, so we see this term, guardian cherub. Okay, others. Okay, Bill, and then I'll get you, Jeff. John 10, 10, I believe, Jesus is referring to Satan. He says, the thief comes only to steal, to kill, and destroy. I come to me, I'm blind, and I Okay. Uh, John 10.10. I didn't write this one down. Um, the thief. Who's the thief? Again, the thief could be a lot of people, but ultimately, where would the thief get his ideas if it's not Satan? Satan's the instigator behind these bad things, right? Somehow tempts and gets people to do these things. And what's he going to do? He's going to steal. He's going to kill. He's going to destroy. Okay? And um, we can uh, tie this in to Revelation chapter 9, verse 11. Uh, Revelation 9, 11. Revelation 9, 11. Revelation 9, 11 says, They have as king over them the king of the abyss. Who's the king of the abyss? Satan. Satan. Okay, and, and what is his name in Hebrew? Abaddon. And in the Greek, he has the name Apollyon. When you look up these two words, Abaddon and Apollyon, what do they mean? Destruction. Destroyer. He's a destroyer. He wants to destroy the church. He wants to destroy Christ. He tried to do that with uh, having him uh, killed on the cross. You know, he wants to destroy us. He wants to see us burn in hell's fire with him and his angels. He doesn't want us to have a, a place of peace and happiness and love and joy. You know, for eternity with God. Uh, I mean, this guy's a killer, a stealer of souls, a destroyer. This guy is bad news. And we need to understand that. He's our enemy. We need to understand who we're fighting against, who we're dealing with. Okay, uh, others. J Jeff, I think. I was going to say in Isaiah 27, he's uh, called Leviathan, a fleeing, twisted serpent. Yep. And that kind of goes with that great red dragon, you know, this Leviathan type creature. You know, maybe now God's given him his, this form. You know, he's, you know, a devil. Every time you see him in Hollywood movies and that, right, he's ugly and he's red and he's got horns and, you know, he's got a tail and a pitchfork and maybe so. Maybe that's the way he looks, but again, he could look handsome and good looking, or he could disguise himself like a woman and be pretty and 
whatever it's going to be to, to deceive you, to trick you. Father figure to some. Father figure maybe to some. Well, you know, maybe something that we're longing or we're missing. He'll mutate himself and, and look like these things. Okay, just like he looked like that serpent and that snake and, uh, you know, back in the, in the garden. Uh, that word there is nakish. And it uh, means shining one. He's a sh was the shining one. Okay, Sean, I, I think I saw your hand. Yeah, uh, first John, fourth chapter, John talks about the Antichrist. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's actually part of Satan, but... Well, that would be anybody that was yeah. against Christ. Yeah, I, I would say that's probably not Satan. I don't think that's his son. What's his son's name? Damien? Or something like that in the movie back when I was a kid. <laughs> uh, but uh, where do these people again become antichrist? They get deceived and tricked and tempted and uh, warped by things of the world you know, to become antichrist and uh, anti-God and anti-Christianity, anti-Bible, anything that would stand for those things. Okay. <clears throat> How about, uh, I'm still in Revelation. How about Revelation 12, uh, verse 10? Revelation 12, 10 says, Then I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, Now the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ has come. For the accuser of our brethren has been thrown down. He who accuses them before our God day and night. Uh, Satan is an accuser. He would be the prosecuting attorney, attorney, lawyer. And he would be there, Dave's this, and Dave's that, and Dave's this, and here's this back, and watch this video, we got him doing this, and this, and you know, and he's just showing all kinds of garbage, and I'm slinking down in my chair. I'm in trouble. Okay, but I became a Christian, so what can Christ come along and say? Those things are all been dealt with, you know. He's part of the bride now. His sins are forgiven. He's covered under my blood. Okay, and that's what we, we want to have happen at the end. But he's an accuser and he's constantly before God, I guess, saying these wild things and bad things. Or at least he was before he was cast out of heaven. Because uh, now he's been cast down here. But uh, he could still be. accusing and he may be doing that at the judgment day he's going to be there you know and his fallen angels or you know that have been watching us or doing things they'll run up and say satan will say dave did this and another one will come and he'll keep after us okay so he's an accuser the scriptures also tell us that satan is a tempter he tempts us Remember in Matthew 4, verse 3, the temptations of Jesus in the wilderness. Uh, if he's going to tempt, uh, tempt the Son of God, Jesus, uh, 
Is he not going to tempt us? Yeah. He's going to tempt all of us. How about another name that's given to him? How about in Matthew 13, 19 and verse 38? Matthew uh, 13. Try to flip over there real quick. We're running out of time. I wondered if we were going to get this done because I wanted to look at the verses. Matthew 13, 19. 13, 19. This is the parable of the sower and he's now explaining it. And it says there in uh, Matthew 13, 19, when anyone hears the word that the sower went out there and surged, broadcasted and spread everywhere of the kingdom of God and he does not understand it, the evil one, the evil one comes and snatches away what, ha what has been sown in his heart. This is the one on whom seed was sown beside the road. So Satan is the evil one. He's going to try to snatch the word out of our mind. He doesn't want us to remember it. He doesn't want us meditating upon it and believing it and having it become part of our convictions and who we are. Okay, so that the next time he tempts us or tries to deceive us, we forgot about that. You know, and we haven't learned the lesson yet or been able to take care of that. Also over in verse 38, talking about the, um, the tares that were spread in the good wheat. Good wheat was sown, but the enemy came, and what did he do? He sowed tares and weed all, all through it to ruin the man's crops, maybe so that he'd go under and he could buy his property cheap or something in that nature. But um, there in chapter 13, verse 38, the explanation of the parable of the tares says, and the field is the world. And as for the good seed, these are the sons of the kingdom. And the tares are the sons of the evil one. Satan is the evil one. He's wicked. He's bad. He's our enemy. He's our adversary. He wants to destroy us. Okay, he's accusing us before the Father. He's a murderer and a liar and a lion waiting to jump out of the shadows to eat you up. He was a serpent that was tricky and very deceptive and crafty. Now he's a big, powerful dragon, a leviathan that wants to eat you up. He's the God of this world, and the prince and the power of the air, the prince of darkness. He's a liar from the beginning, the evil one. And the list can go on and on. We could uh, spend another whole class looking at his names and things that the Bible tells us that he does. But I think those um, that we've talked about give us a good, solid foundation now that when we start to look at um, what he does there, 
we'll be able to see these external enemies and also these internal enemies. Any comments or questions about what we talked about thus far? What was the scripture uh, about the anointed cherub? Um, and uh, I think Josh. It was Ezekiel 28, uh, I want to say 16. What was it? 12 through, through 19, yeah, and I, I think one of them may have been uh, 14 and one was 16. Uh, I'm, I'm too far back. Let me find you that. I, I can look, look it up. Um, let me get you this real quick. We are out of time. Um, God, come on, David. This Bible doesn't work like my other one. 28, 14, and then 16 also says it. The the anointed cherub. Okay, and 16. Okay, thank you. Yep. Okay, let's go ahead and close with prayer. Please bring your sheet back if you're, you're filling that in. And we'll start uh, there on question number three.